What is up, Big Blue Nation? This is episode four of the Blue Crew Boys podcast. We're really excited to have you all back for another great episode of UK sports and anything in between. I'm Spencer Jago. My name's Alec Heiss. And we're excited to have you all with us once again for episode four, like I said. And before we get started, just wanted to reiterate to you guys how much it would mean to us, the Blue Crew Boys, if you all would subscribe. We love doing this for you. It's probably the highlight of our week. Yeah, it's probably one of the most fun things I've done recently. I mean, we don't do a whole lot, honestly. So we love doing this. We love getting this out to you guys, and we love interacting with people uh, in regards to it. And the best way for us to interact with more people is for people to subscribe and listen to every single episode as they come out. So please, if you haven't already and you're listening on SoundCloud or iTunes, Go ahead and click that subscribe or follow button. For sure. I mean, what do you have to lose? Exactly. You don't have to listen to it. You just know when it's out. And if you want to listen to it and you don't even like it, guess what? Message us. Let us know. We would love to hear your feedback. That's like, we want that more than just about anything is feedback. So please just let us know what you think. And yeah, so we'll go ahead and get started. Yeah, let's get this show on the road. Got to talk about the... The Blue Crew event coming up. Mm-hmm. Hockey versus Dayton. About it. Midnight, Saturday. Be there or be square. $7 at the door. Cash. I'm 95% positive you have to pay cash. Oh, yeah, you do. And we're the game starts at midnight, but we're going to try and get there at 1030 because, like we said last week, we talked to the coach, and he said to get there pretty early to get a good spot, especially when we're thinking we're going to have a decent amount of people for Blue Crew come out, mm-hmm. even though it's the night of a football game. Uh, it's the Vandy game. It starts at 7.30. It might be done around – it could be done around 10. So you still could come pretty early. Yeah. Come and watch some U.K. hockey, get rowdy with us. And, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it's with, a great week to come. Yeah, I mean, with the way our football team has been playing coming off a of bye week, where we lost to a and I've heard some reports that the football team is real mad. That game could be put away at halftime. And if that is the case, head on out. There's going to be plenty of fans left in Kroger Field. Come see the hockey team. They have been putting on a show. Unlike most teams, I mean, like all the teams have been great this year, but they're just putting on a show oh. every single night, it seems like. Definitely. I mean, definitely. you have some stats for us. Yes. And so they're 8-1 and one right now. And in nine games, they have outscored their opponents 59-9. to nine. They have a 50-goal differential between their opponents and them as a hockey team Mm -hmm. like every week we keep saying this and i think i'm gonna say it every week until they stop which i don't think is gonna happen i don't want it to happen they're crazy they They average just under seven goals a game while giving up only one a game yes their defense is good and their offense is insane Mm -hmm. like and we get to watch them coming off a bye week. I mean, a quote-unquote bye week. I don't know if that's necessarily what they They're would call practices, it. probably practices, but yeah. yeah, no games. No games last weekend. Uh, the last games were against Navy, Georgetown, and St. Joseph. Uh, they took their first loss, which is, you know, it'll happen. It happens. But we get them Caught them in the middle of a three-game stretch. Three oh, games yeah. in a row, Three game it happens. road trip. That was pretty far. Yeah. So. When Georgetown, that's Washington, D.C. Like, that's. Yeah. Several hours away, probably so, on a bus. No easy feet. No easy feet. So, you Then know. they beat up on St. Joe's right after. Yep. And now, like you've been saying, coming off a of bye week. 
well rested, man. They could put up 30. Yes. After two weeks of just practicing, getting their minds right, they could put up 15, 20. We talked about him last week. Jimmy Cash has been a hat trick machine. Why can't he get one more? Why can't six guys get a hat trick this upcoming game? 18 goals. Dayton? Quick math there. That's 18 goals. That was great math. If, if any of the hockey team is listening, we are calling for six guys to have hat tricks against Dayton. Yeah. You don't have to, but we, we definitely two, want to see it. Two offensive lines worth of hat tricks. Yeah. Easy, right? We can do that. Based on what you guys have been doing, I firmly believe it's possible. I, I'm, I'm going to the bank with that one. Yep. <laughs> it's not even a hot take. I don't, have much to, I, don't have, I don't have much to go to the bank with, but I'm going to the bank with it. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a take. That's not a hot take. That's just a take. That's Sports a take. It's a lukewarm take. With the way our hockey team's playing, it for sure is just a lukewarm take. I oh, yeah. swear. They could put up anything. So moving on, men's soccer. Been on a tear this whole year. I don't really know about the history of men's soccer at the University of Kentucky. I'm sorry about that. But I'm sure this has got to be the most successful, if not... It's a historic season. In the top five of the most successful seasons that men's soccer here has ever had. Um, they suffered a heartbreaking 3-2 loss like we covered last week to FIU down in Miami. That's a tough game. Going all the way down there in conference. But they bounced right back. They won two games last week. They won a thrilling double overtime game against Marshall where our boy, J.J. Williams, scored the game-winning goal in double overtime. I mean, he's got the clutch gene. Oh, yeah. I don't have the clutch gene. Not many people do. J.J. Williams has got it. Oh, yeah. J.J. is a scoring machine. So and it's not like, the ball. like this is going to be the most obvious take that's ever been said on this. But it's not like scoring in soccer is easy. Like, you got to have the clutch gene if you're scoring that late in the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got it. He's got something about him. And then they also went out and beat the... Ohio State University to to finish off their week. They like I said, they went two and zero last week. They're what what does that bring their record to? Probably like 10-1 10, one and one, ten, one and one, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, just like, playing unbelievable. Just great soccer, honestly. And I was so glad we got to watch them against Louisville. Yes, we got to see just how good they are, and they mm-hmm. haven't fallen off really since then. They had that one loss, but like you said. Road games in conference always tough. So and, and traveling up there and traveling that far. I know. And but yeah, the fans are really going out for men's soccer games. It's awesome to see. It's I awesome love to it. watch. I love when we get to interact a little bit on Instagram and stuff with those guys. Mm-hmm. They just just seem like great guys. So I'm I'm rooting for them all year. I would be whether they commented back or whatever anyway. So I'm just happy we get to interact even a little bit with those guys. It's oh great. yeah, it's a great time. And then their next game, well, at least their next home game, is October 21st. So what's today, like the 17th? I guess it's this weekend against the University of New Mexico. Yep. I mean, you want to talk about a road trip for a team, New Mexico to Kentucky. It's pretty short. (laughs) That that could be be one heck of a game. Yeah. Maybe 4-0. I'd love to see it. A little jet lag. I would love to see it. A little jet lag. I know. Catch them slipping. I know. It would be nice. All right, moving on. We got women's soccer. The woes continue, man. It's it's a rough year. It's a tough year. They're now on an eight-game losing streak, 0-7 in the conference. Uh, but 
that's, you know, it's just one of those years. It's just how the ball rolls sometimes. And we looked into a little bit more, and the team is made up of freshmen and sophomores pretty much, and like a mm-hmm. handful of juniors and seniors. So 24 just, girls are on the roster, and 19 are freshmen and sophomores. God, A lot wait, of youth. A lot of youth. A lot of what I would say a, a opportunity to grow. So I don't think in any way this is a lost season because mm-hmm. these players who are freshmen and sophomores are getting a lot of playing time because there's not many juniors and seniors. They all get to get on the field. And the only way this would be a lost season is if no one progressed. And I just don't think that's possible with the amount of playing time they get. Oh, yeah. So it's just it's, – it's a tough situation, especially for those younger, younger girls. But they know that they've got time to right the ship. And I firmly believe that they can do that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the best way to learn is honestly just going out and playing. Yeah, and we literally have to throw them in the fire. Yeah, and I'm sure that's not the way the coaches wanted it, but it's just kind of what's happened. I'm sure there were a lot of seniors that have graduated in last year and maybe the year before, and that's just you know the way college athletics works. Yep. Sometimes you only have a handful of upperclassmen. you got to push out the, the freshmen and sophomores. But what happens then is in two to three years – They've got two to three years of varsity playing time under their belts yep, of high-level college soccer. And who knows? Like the, To quote Michael Jordan, the ceiling is the roof. That is true. <laughs> for, the, for the women's <laughs> soccer team. That is true. The ceiling is the roof. And it's kind of like the 76ers, man. You just got to trust this process right now. Hey, got to trust the process. It's going to be rough. But, you know, we've got a lot of... There's, I think there are bright, spot, bright spots still available for that team. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of lot of opportunity there. I think it's going to be great. Uh, not maybe this season. I think they're going to battle this season. They continue to battle every game. and But the future, the future looks good. When you have 19 freshmen and sophomores, that means in two years you're going to have 19 juniors who are battle-tested, ready mm-hmm. to go, like – they have so much experience. I think that team is just going to be set up for success, maybe even next year. Yeah, maybe even next year. So I love it. I just think ready for it. I just think they're fine. They're okay. We yeah. can everything. Nothing bad can be said about this team right now because they're just doing what they can with what they've got. Amen. And their next home game is October eighteenth. Tomorrow. So it's tomorrow. Uh, if you're hearing it tomorrow, then it's tonight. And if you're hearing it on Friday, it already happened. It already happened. So you missed it. And we're sorry, but that's just how it happens sometimes. So just go out, support those guys. It's against Ole Miss. It's in conference. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a big game. Let's let's end that 0-7 in conference streak right now. And let's get on the let's get let's get some wins under our belt. I think they need some positivities in the near future. I think that'll really just boost morale right now. So I'm ready for it. Let's do be it. Good. All right. Alec. Yes. I want you to take a guess without looking. Yeah. At what the volleyball win streak is at right now. I'll go ahead and tell you. It's not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, not eight. To quote LeBron James, it is nine. They're at a nine-game win streak. They are just unbelievable right now. They are killing it. We've talked about this for, I think, a couple straight weeks. After a slow start to the year, they have truly turned it on. They are sitting at 15th in the nation right now. Uh, following sweeps, a sweep of Ole Miss, a 3-1 win over Tennessee. Uh, they own the SEC right now. They're 6-0 in conference play. They control their own destiny. As long as I think they can win out, maybe even drop a game, we don't want that. But 
they probably can afford to drop a game and still be able to have home court for some NCAA tournament games like we had last year. Yes. And getting home court for that, bringing in some tough teams that surely will be in the NCAA tournament, but having a solid fan base there can propel them to, what were they last year, Sweet 16, Elite 8? Yeah, I think so. Can propel them to that and beyond. We called for it, I believe, last week, but Final Four National Championship. Like, why why can't we do that? We have such a, a solid team. We... We really want to highlight a couple a couple girls that we found. So a sophomore, Madison Lilly, ranks second in the SEC uh, for assists per set. And she set, sits at 10.98 assists per set. So about in a clean sweep, she's at about 30 to 33 assists a game. She's the Rondo of volleyball. Oh, yeah. Setting up her teammates, putting it out there on the table for them, letting them spike at home. Yeah. She's unbelievable. She's, and she is the unsung hero. She puts it in spots for everybody to score. Now, truly. there's got to be players to score, but she puts it in the right spot. Funny you mentioned that, because the other girl we would like to highlight is senior Brooke Morgan, who is third, Gosh. not in the SEC, in the nation in hitting percentage. She is sitting at a 434 clip for hitting percentage. And for those of you back home listening that are like, what's hitting percentage? Let me tell you, from a volleyball fan, just a true volleyball fan, had to do some research, actually. That was fake news. I do love me some volleyball, but I did not know this beforehand. Hitting percentage is the total kills, so successful hits, successful points, minus hitting errors, which would be like hitting it out of bounds, hitting the net, things like that. Things where you're hitting it, and instead of it being sent over the net, the play ends in a point for the other team. Hmm. Divided by total attempts. A lot of math here. A lot of math. We love math here. We're, we're, math we, is factual. We've done we like facts. Exactly. And that's why we call for people to call us out on fake news. And since no one's done that, I suspect we only report true. We only report the truth. Only true news and opinions. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. Nothing, nothing wrong here, as far as we know. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to do some more research because she's sitting third in the nation, but I was like, hmm, what's what's a good hitting percentage? And what I found was anything over 300 is considered really good. And she's sitting at 434. She's on another planet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's nuts. That's a whole 10% higher than a good, yeah. good hitting percentage. It's like baseball. Really? I mean, honestly, it kind of is in regards to, yeah, it's like plate appearances, putting the ball in play, and whether you get out or getting a base hit. Yep. Yeah, yep. it is. And, Jeez. wow, that's that's exactly right. It yeah, is just like baseball. Good call. Yeah. You know, I try. I I don't have much to offer, but I'm that that I can do. truly shocked right now. I know. This is a big development for the podcast. <laughs> Alex stepping up. <laughs> Alex stepping up. Big development. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, we're really proud of the volleyball team, and we've talked about our Blue Crew event for the hockey team, but since that's coming up this Saturday, we'll go ahead and start bringing up our volleyball one coming up in several weeks, and that is November 9th, whenever we take on Not Sure. Does not say on this, unfortunately. That's on us. We're not reporting fake news. We're just not reporting... Much news. news. Yeah. But November 9th. November 9th. There is a game. Next episode, we will get it cleared up. Memorial Coliseum. There is a game. 
volleyball team. At that point, that's three weeks away. They could be looking to be going almost 10-0 and in conference play at that point, if not more. Yeah, it'd be definitely more than that. Three weeks from now? It could be like 12-0. They got like two games a week. So yeah, it could, it could be, be like 12-0. Go, go looking for 12-0 and in conference play, yeah. if not higher. It'd be like 14-0. Either way, our volleyball team is too good for us not to support them. Oh. And yeah. we're going to be there November 9th, whether they play Louisville or they play the U.S. Olympic team. We will be there. We don't care who it is. And we will believe they're going to win. Not even believe it. We'll know they're going to win. That's true. They've given us – I mean, look at look at their season. There's We can go into Memorial Coliseum about every night and just be like, we're going to win this one. There's a dub. Fly that, fly that W flag. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious, honestly, just to know how many sets they've dropped over these last – over the season, probably since that first week, how many sets they've even dropped? Not many. Anytime I look at the schedule, it's it's three o three o three o three o. Like, do you think they've dropped less since the first week of the season, including the other loss that they had? Do you think they have dropped more or less than ten sets? I I bet under ten. I'm right there with you. I'd, I mean, I'd say it's close, maybe when, like eight. When we look at the schedule, it's just you're right. It's three o three one. And never three like I, it's unbelievable. It's nuts. It's awesome to see. I wish I had been to more games, but I'm happy to go to the one on November 9th. I think it's gonna be a fun one. It's gonna be great to get Blue Crew out there. Oh, I'm ready to see the greatest women's volleyball team in Kentucky history. Oh yeah, can't wait to see them. They're on track for it. And then beyond the Blue Crew event, their next home game we do know this one is October 28th against South Carolina, and big night. It's Pink Night, which I'm assuming is for breast cancer awareness. I don't think it's for the singer. No, <laughs> definitely not her. No, it's definitely not for Pink, the singer. It's for Pink, uh, Susan G. Komen Awareness, Breast Cancer. Because I know October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So that'll be a big night. Yeah, it'll be a fun night. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening and you don't have, you're looking at your schedule and you're just like, man, October 28th, pretty open. We know what you're doing that night. You're going to a women's volleyball game yeah. against South Carolina. Definitely. Definitely make it to the women's volleyball game. Mm-hmm. Next up, we just got a quick update on uh, women's basketball. Their season is starting with an exhibition game, November 2nd. And guess who's going to be there? Blue Crew. Blue Crew. We're going to an exhibition game. It's against Lincoln Memorial University. So just keep it on your calendar. We'll keep you updated for sure. Have a little bit more next week uh, to talk about for that. Just, just wanted to give you a quick update on that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then football coming off a of bye week. Coming off of their first loss of the year at Texas A&M in overtime. Yeah. Really tough loss. But it is no secret that College Station is a tough environment. The 12th oh. man is, I mean, you hear about a lot of like traditions in college football, whether it's the tomahawk chop at FSU or whatever. The 12th man is right there in like the upper echelon of traditions of college football and we went in there and we lost a tough game in overtime and i mean we mentioned it earlier there's been reports out this week that the football team is is heated and they should be they're ready to go they're ready to go they were all tweeting last week like we want to be out there we want we want to be playing football and we we wished you were out there too yeah we want out there i literally didn't know what to do last saturday i woke up and i was like I mean, I can watch college football, but like, I don't get to watch 
the future college football playoff bound Kentucky Wildcats. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah that that Texas A&M loss was not a bad loss in any way. Mm-hmm. Like the playoffs hopes are not in any trouble as long as we can just get right back on track, take down Vandy real quick this week, right off a of bye week, get well rested, just like the hockey team. Mm-hmm. They just had practice, getting their minds right after that loss. Oh yeah. They're gonna go in advance. They're it's home game, right? Yeah, it's home. It's home game. So they're coming in Kroger Field. Vandy's walking into a meat grinder. It's it, I feel bad for Vandy. It does not look honestly. good. No. For a team that's usually not very good in the SEC, they've they've not lost games by a lot this year. They're they're not a bad team, from my understanding. Oh yeah. But they're just walking into a situation where it does not look good for them. No, I, Josh Allen is ready. I do not envy them. As the Vandy quarterback, I'd be shaking in my cleats because just thinking about it, just sitting in the film room, just looking at him, like, dang, he blows everyone off the line. No matter who it is, they're scared. They're jumping off sides. Dude's our boys, a first round pick. Our boys are not ready. He's boys a are not ready. Picking. He's if, a man. If the lottery system existed in the NBA or in the NFL, he would be a lottery pick probably. Oh, for sure. Definitely He's, a lottery pick. He was a mid-season first-team All-American. Yep. And Benny Snell was second team. Don't know which running back is ahead of him, but I disagree with that. Yeah. There are, not many, there are not many dudes out there better than Benny Snell at running back, but I digress. The season is only halfway finished. He'll, pro- he'll prove the haters wrong. There's yeah. been haters all year. That's fine. So anyways, come out for the Vanity game this Saturday, but... Don't be afraid, whenever we're up by 28, to just head on over to the Lexington Ice Center. Oh, yeah. Just want to bring that back up. We want to reiterate that. We love the football team. We absolutely love them. We've been cheering them on all season, and we, like we've said, we are loving the ride that they're taking us on. It's been the most fun college football or football year I've ever had high school or college football. Like, it's been a blast. And I love them more than anybody, but our hockey team deserves to be praised just as much, and they Very deserve true. to be cheered on just as much. So Very true. head on out there. So on the basketball, you have a little update for us on men's basketball. Next up, yeah, we've got we'll basketball. So today I read an article. It stated that UK is predicted to win the SEC, which I think is pretty obvious. Uh, there's Florida is usually the only one of the few teams that competes. Mississippi State comes out of the woodworks every Tennessee once in a while. Tennessee looks pretty good Ten- this year. Tennessee could be pretty good. But I think uh, that's a pretty safe prediction by uh, this the media nasty. that they're going to win the SEC. Um, and I've also seen that we're considered the number one or number two school in the country right now by the AP poll voters. So we're coming into the season with a, the casual possibly number two ranking. I would assume that's only behind Duke. Yeah, I've seen Kansas up there, too. Oh, Kansas, too. They're always up there. But, I mean, we open up the season against Duke, literally the first game of our regular season in Indianapolis, the Champions Classic, and we're going to be ready to show the nation we're the number one team. Yeah, that that would be a big game to win, especially, mm-hmm. especially right off the bat. Ooh, both teams coming in, a lot of young guys, a lot of just lot feeling, of hype. feeling it out. But I think I think the biggest part of this team this year right now is going to be Reed Travis. Mm-hmm. He's, I just think with his time at Stanford, he averaged almost a double-double, if not I think a double-double. He, he's going to be huge. He's a, he's a solid big man 
with experience. I know we had Carl Anthony, Anthony Towns. He's great. But very inexperienced, and you definitely saw that at times. But And I think Reed Travis not only brings his ability in the post, mm-hmm. he has a lot of playing time. He's an established college player, a lot of leadership ability. And I think he's going to speed up their development, speed up the process. And I think we're seeing oh, yeah. that already because Cal is talking about the fact that this team is already moving extremely fast in development. Oh, yeah. And I have to believe that Travis's experience, leadership has to have sped that up. And I think that's what I think the last two years have been missing, a really solid older guy yeah. that really knows what they're doing um, because that's when – Cal's teams are the best. Normally, they don't play like Reed Travis does. They'll just come off the bench like Dominique Hawkins. He he played a lot later on. Takari, I mean, the year we went 38-1. He was a sophomore, though. Like, he wasn't yeah. even a senior. So having a senior senior voice, senior presence in that is big. And I just think Reed Travis on this team right now is huge for them and will be huge for the start of the season all the way to the end of the season. Oh, yeah. We've never had anyone this old and this developed on our team before. I mean, he could have been a first-round pick last year, if not maybe a lottery pick. I mean, at least a first-round pick. Yeah. So it's just huge for us to have that. I mean, you touched on it. We we just haven't ever had that before. Like, we've had some guys stay. Like, we had Willie, who we loved. He was a junior. We had Poitras, who stayed because of injury. Yeah. But, I mean... But those teams were really good because of those guys. They I know, they helped. And... Like, as much as I love those two dudes, they're probably not as complete basketball players as Reed Travis is. And plus, we got all the shooters around us. I mean, Cal kind of flexed on us at Big Blue Madness, from what I heard. Didn't watch it. Yeah, I wasn't there. Didn't go. If you listen to the last episode, you you know why we didn't go. But I heard he flexed a little bit and had a three-point shooting contest. Yeah, three-point shooting and dunk contest. Which is something he never does, because we never really have... A whole lot of three-point shooting. Nope. So Very minimal. Pair Reed Travis's inside game with even like EJ Montgomery, sophomore Nick Richards, plus the outside shooting. It's going to be a fun year, oh, and I'm really excited for definitely it. Definitely a solid year. Definitely something to look forward to. November's uh, right around the corner, and that's when season starts. Let's, yep. Let's get it going, boys. Let's get it going, boys. So now we get to bring in the new segment. Would you like to introduce it? Yes. It's mail time. Mailbag. Reaching in. Mail time. So we had a few questions sent our way, and we're just gonna we're gonna go through them pretty pretty quickly, but try and give a solid opinion on each of them. The first question is: Should athletes be required to attend college before they go pro, and if so, how many years? And I have had a firm stance on this forever. I think either you let them leave straight out of high school mm-hmm. because. They're gonna get. They're gonna get told you're gonna get drafted straight out of high school. Don't make them go to college. If they know for a fact they can play at the NBA level, like or if they're, if they're at least told they can play at the NBA level, why send them to college? Mm-hmm. Because they're they're gonna do what Ben Simmons did. He just left in the second semester. There's no reason for him to be there. He's not a student at all. I mean, technically yes. Yeah. But he's not. Like he's not there for that. So why send him there? Yeah, he's a student because he has to be a student athlete. Yes. Yes. But or he, Yeah, he's not going second, to class. Second part of this. And I don't blame him. Why go to class? You're yeah. about to be a millionaire. Yeah, he's going to make millions. He's going to go to class to what? Get a job that makes 60 grand a year or 
make millions. He knows what he I wants. Mean, he knows what he's going to make. Even before that season started at LSU, they were saying, Ben Simmons, number one pick. It's not close. Guess what happened? Ben Simmons, number one pick. Wasn't close. Not even close. Not even and a doubt in anyone's what mind. What changed? And then the second part, if they do go to college, I think they have to stay for two years. It's like baseball. It's what baseball does. Yes. I think they have to stay for two years because if you're not good enough to come out of high school, I don't think one year of college is going to develop you enough to be ready for the NBA. I think we see it. I think there's a lot less skill and a lot more athleticism in the NBA. And it's really frustrating to watch because dumb plays are being made. And I know people are going to point out like Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns. That's two guys out of a draft class of 60, which are probably made up of a lot of first-year athletes in college. That, like, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's such a low percentage, and teams are just wasting draft picks on guys that aren't ready. Oh, yeah, I mean... only, And I get, like, some of them are in positions where they have to make some money, but I don't think... You shouldn't get any worse in your second year of college. It's like Anthony Bennett. If you're that good. Anthony Bennett. If you're that good... Honestly, I don't even know where that came from. That's one of the craziest drafts of all time. Yeah. But I, that's my stance on that. No, I. we talked about this before we did this episode. We agree too much on here, which is, if you know me and Alec at all, is very rare. But this is another instance of where we agree. Hey, you should be able to go out of high school if you are ready and if you are basically guaranteed to be picked. Yeah. Like, why shouldn't you? Yeah. If you are excellent at your field of work, why can't you go – and go ahead and do that career. Make money. Why do you have to do it for free? Which brings us into our next question, which is something I've been passionate about for years. Should college athletes be paid? And I firmly believe that college athletes should be paid. The NCAA is too big of an industry, and it brings in too much revenue, and each school brings in too much revenue for these star athletes that are the ones bringing that in mm-hmm. to not even get anything. And, like, I get the argument where people say, well, if you pay the quarterback, you have to pay the swimmer. And, like, yeah, that's fair. They put in just as much work. Yes. Like, that, I, I'm i with you. I do agree. 100% agree. But at the, what they make. But, like, at the same time, and, like, Blue Crew is all about showing love to everybody. And, like, I don't want this to get away from that at all. But... There is no denying that, and it's just unfortunately the way it is, Reed Travis, Tyler Harrow, Benny Snell, Josh Allen are bringing in more revenue into the University of Kentucky than other athletes. And like I said, do I necessarily love that? No, like I like we've said, we want every athlete to be just as valued on this campus as any yeah. as as the football and basketball players. That's why we're here. But unfortunately, that's just the way it is. Yeah, those are the major sports at this school, and that's what brings in the revenue. I mean, for example, Kentucky was seventeenth in the nation in revenue, and they brought in a, over a hundred thirty million last year. Yes, like how is none of that going to an athlete? I wouldn't say none. They do get scholarships. They get stipends. They do get stipends, but that does not that does not represent the amount of money that they're bringing. I mean, there has to be to, their scholarship is probably worth. I would say some guys leave after three years. Their scholarship is probably worth seventy thousand dollars. Hundred thousand if you stay, all four. Oh, I mean. So and they're putting in. I like I look. I looked this up before, like, and they put up. They put in forty three point three hours a week. 
through like practices, film sessions, lifting weights, anything like that related to their sport. Whereas the average American work week is 40. Yes. So they're already putting in more hours than the average American work week. week and they're basically getting paid at, if it's like, like you said, a $70,000 scholarship, minimum wage. Well, a little no, bit more than minimum yeah, wage. I would say not minimum wage, but the minimum job. Yeah, the I mean, like, they're job, not like usually. And like these people are bringing in, like I said, to just Kentucky, who is 17th in the nation, is bringing $130 million. Yes. And like that's 17th, and that's an outrageous sum. Like Texas is number one, and they brought in over $214 million. Gosh. And even if you can't, like, if the, and it's not like the money that schools make go back to classrooms they go to administration they go to athletic directors and they go to coaches yep and then a smallest percentage goes to classrooms yeah so it's not even like it's going necessarily back to the school uk's is just athletics i don't think it goes to school at all i think it's completely separate and like i have no i have no issue with coaches getting paid like oh yeah i mean coach cal deserves every bit of his salary he he does a lot for the nick saban at Alabama, like he's the highest paid college football coach, he deserves every bit of that salary. Yes, but I think athletes deserve money as well because they're putting in so much work. So much work. On top of going to class, on top of homework, on top of practice, on top of everything, they're expected to go to events. They're expected to do things with fans. They're expected to do things uh, with the media. They're expected to do all kinds of things. Their faces, their numbers, their weights, uh, height, everything is available online, and they get no compensation for any of that. That's why the NCAA football game stopped, because you can't they mm-hmm. they weren't getting paid, but their their likeness was on the game. Their name wasn't on the game, but every stat about them was on the game. And so they they were like, we we can't we can't tolerate this. Yeah. So like we're using them, and and not in a negative way. I don't think most of the time, but like the NCAA tournament has players in their in their uh, uh, commercials. Mm-hmm. What do they get from that? Dude, another I, I remember Jay Billis one time put on Twitter. It was 2012, and he looked up on the NCAA website, Anthony Davis jersey, and mm-hmm. what popped up was a number 23 Kentucky jersey. And then that year he looked up, like, Thomas Robinson jersey, a number zero Kansas jersey popped yeah. up. It, they're not even trying to hide it. Nope, not even a like, little bit. They're literally – and it, you, like you brought up two things that I want to hit on real quick before we move on because we don't need to dwell on this too much. But – you brought up media. Mm-hmm. So this this summer, so Bryce Love, running back for Stanford, yeah, he is a human biology major, and he wants to graduate in December. Like He's vocalized that he wants to graduate in December. So to do that, being a student athlete, he has to take summer classes. Well, he skipped Pac-12 Media Day, which is in the summer, to go to class. Yeah. And he got ridiculed for it. How can you ridicule a student athlete going to class and then turn around and say he does not deserve to be paid. It, it doesn't make any sense. Like, if like you're literally, to you're be there, he, ex- he should expect money for that. Like, literally, media was ripping him for being a student athlete. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the, ridiculous. the word that everyone says comes first. Student. Like, student. he right. was being a student, he got rid of right. it. Like, that's like, stupid. Oh, and then It's so frustrating. You brought up the likeness thing, and this is my last point, and then we'll move on. Yeah, we're getting off. Um... People, like, athletes should be able to make money off their likeness. If someone wants to pay, like, if someone wants to walk up to Tyler Harrow today on campus and say, hey, Tyler, I will give you $20 for your autograph, he should be allowed to accept that. Yeah. Like, that is his likeness. He, like, he has brought 
a lot of excitement for himself and for Kentucky basketball, and fans love him. And if a fan wants to walk up to him and say, hey, I'm willing to pay for your autograph, I'm willing to give up my money for your name on a piece of something, yep. he should be allowed to accept that. Yeah, I firmly believe that. If he wants to sell T-shirts with his name on it, where he goes through the work of getting those out there, printed, designed, everything, he should be able to make the money off that. Yep. It's... It's a weird. It's a weird thing. It's something I don't understand. I I don't know if I'll ever understand. I don't know it, why I'm so passionate we about just, that. We just got. We just got to keep moving. We're and then one we last question. Promise, like thirty minutes. We're we're, we're pushing forty. We're getting close. So, so we have one last question. This one will be really quick. Yeah. It was should Kentucky fans be worried about the FBI slash Adidas trail going on right now? Everyone should. Yeah. I, every I, major college program should be worried I, about. I it. I don't think every major college program has like went out of their way to do some of the things these Adidas teams have done, but at the same time. You have to understand that they're so big, like, things will happen. So they're digging into everything. Mm -hmm. Everything's being looked at. And so if you sent the wrong text message, if you made the wrong statement, if you made the wrong phone call, if you did this or that and weren't even paying attention and didn't even think about it, they're going to get you. So, like, mm -hmm. what, regardless of what comes out, I think every team should be worried because it's – it's a it's a situation where any major college program is under under a microscope right now. So you can't do anything wrong. They're really just going after it now, and you, yeah. just, you just have to be ready for it uh -huh. when it comes. So as bad as it sounds, delete your texts, do whatever you can because you're, you're everybody's everybody's close to being in trouble. Hey, you know what would help the situation? Paying student athletes. <laughs> yep, because that's what <laughs> that's what they're trying to do. So. Uh, you know, it, it, it just takes away from some of this, too. Exactly. But, but moving on, <laughs> UK and the pros. This We're, we're going to stick with all of our segments this week after yeah. we introduce this new one. We'll go quick. We, we're sorry that this has gone so long. But we have a, a big one. Sydney McLaughlin, the former UK track star and Olympian, yeah. has signed a contract with New Balance. Uh, she only attended UK for a year. And at 17 years old, she became the youngest track and field star to make the U.S. Olympic team, where she was a stud at the Olympics. And it's just really exciting that she has been able to sign a big contract with a shoe company. And, you know, we're just really proud of her. She's yeah. done a great job representing U.K., obviously representing herself really well. A big part of getting signed by these big shoe companies is being a good person. Like, yeah. You know, and, and representing the United States exactly as a seventeen-year-old, youngest since nineteen eighty, and nuts. You know, we talk about Kentucky one and done. She was a one and done with track, and yep. she deserves to be just as loved and applauded as our basketball players because she has. You know, the NBA is awesome, and we're really proud of all of our UK pros, like UK, like our cats and the pros. Stumbled over my words there a bit. Sorry about that, but something about representing the USA. That's just bigger. That's huge. And we just really want to highlight her and let her know that we're proud of her and that we appreciate her time here and that we wish her nothing but success in the future. We know 2020 is coming up. I believe it's in Tokyo and shooting for gold Oh yeah. and her new balances. Yeah. I Super nice. I'm not a fan of new balances, but I'm a fan of her getting this contract. That's, oh, that's I know. amazing. It's awesome. It's awesome to... Just know that she came from UK. It's awesome to know that she's just such a stud at such a young age. In her third meet here, she set an NCAA record in the 400-meter hurdles and then went on to win that event in the D1 championships. 
D1 track and field championships. Like, she's great. It's an amazing story. I, I'm really hoping she just does great things. I know she will. Oh yeah. So she's already on I'll that track. Always be pulling for her now. Oh yeah. Like, man, Sydney, we can't say it enough. We're proud of you, and we are very appreciative of your time here at University of Kentucky. Whether it was for one meet or for four years. Yeah. You are representing us so well, and we really, really, really do appreciate you. And if you're listening to this, once again, thank you. Thank you so much. We and appreciate then, you. Lastly, for our UKs and the pros, uh, just our basketball players that are in the pros in general, the season kicked off last night. Once again, this is filming us on Wednesday, October 17th. So the season kicked off last night. I think only Pat- Patrick Patterson played. Hmm. That was a UK in the pro. Tyler Ulis would have been on the team, but he just got waived by the Warriors. But he got picked back up by the Bulls, so that's huge. My boys, come so with us. yeah. So, anyways, the rest of the se- the rest of the NBA kicks off tonight, and there will surely be a lot of UK and the pro things brought up from here on out about our basketball players. We don't want to exclusively highlight them, but with thirty one players in the league. There are surely going to be big performances that we're going to have to bring up. Oh yeah, I mean, so we're excited to follow them this year. Yeah, I'm excited for Devin Booker's 71 point game to beat his record. Let's get 82, baby. Let's go. Or 101. Yeah, 101. We could. He could do it. All and right. Your big one. Got to go with Heisman of the week. I love this segment. I love highlighting people who are just doing big things, and we've already talked about it. JJ Williams is my Heisman of the week. I gotta give him. Gotta give him that award. Deserves it. Clutch Gene. Dude, clutch gene. Came in fresh fresh off that loss, double overtime in a conference game, and just get him the ball. I mean, just literally just get him the ball. He's going to put it in the net. ISO. 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 Clear out. Kobe ISO. Clear out, let him create because, man, he's great. And that soccer team is great. And those guys around him are great. But JJ is just took over in that moment. And that I think that earns him the highest man of the week for sure. And... We are approaching the 42-minute mark, so a quick Spencer's hot take. We're not going to dwell on it too much, but ALA, the classic Kentucky drink, I don't. I think it's just like Kentucky Sprite. I don't know. Super overrated. Not yeah. a fan. I think it's gross. If you disagree, let me know. Yeah, shoot him. We're not going to dwell on it too shoot much. Shoot him a DM. Shoot, a, shoot Blue Crew a DM. Uh, tag us in a Instagram us, post us, something. Send us hate mail. We want well, we not want hate mail, but these hot takes because I they've been pretty hot. I I think more people disagree than the amount of people come up to us and talk to us about hot takes. Like if you're listening and disagree, literally come up to us and and put your finger on our chest and say you all you all are idiots. Yes, you're crazy, and, and we'll say. All right. Sweet. Okay, let's talk about it. Yeah. What do you, we what do you like about days. LA? What do you like about it? Because it's I would agree it's overrated. It's pretty trash. All right. Well, so anyways, another big episode. Another big episode. Good episode. A lot of information. Took a little bit longer than it should. Yeah. Have. For those of you that made it to the end, thank you. You just ran a marathon, the equivalent of a marathon, I feel like. And we appreciate you. And once again, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, please subscribe. If you want to be a real angel and get our traffic up, subscribe, unsubscribe, and then resubscribe, and then leave us a review. Hopefully five stars. We love honesty here, but we also love five-star ratings. So if you want to do that, leave us a little review on iTunes. Yep. We would 
be very appreciative. Yep, and you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. My Twitter is alekheis1, along with my Instagram. Spencer's Twitter is Spencer underscore Jago. I think my Instagram is as well. Okay. I should know this. You can probably find if you look up his name. And then most importantly, come and follow at UK Blue Crew on Twitter and Instagram because we want you guys to follow us. We're going to try to keep things updated, post stuff, uh, let you know about upcoming events and everything that's going on. So, once again, love you guys. Hope Good you have a great out. day. Great job, Spencer. Hope you all have a great day. And go Cats. Go Cats, baby.